Welcome back to High Hopes, our Phillies minor league rundown. Jeff, it's going to be another big baseball weekend. You are headed out to Williamsport to see oh, yeah. the Crosscutters. Yes, short season baseball. Way to be ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> tell her. Yeah, tell, look, man, you got to wake me from my naps. It, normally, you're interrupting the talk back from That's the music, right, yeah. so I don't normally have to get you to pay attention when we're coming back. I was here. emailing the blue coats, okay? Thank, thanking them. No, yeah. we really enjoyed that. No, the, no, I was getting in my name for the tryouts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, so actually, I was putting in your name You for should it. do that for the but, crosscutters. Yeah. See, but let, let's, see if you can have a little batting on. practice the high hopes portion of our show so you will be out at the crosscutters tell our listeners what is different about baseball in williamsport than it is at some of the other levels that we've been to this season well look williamsport has a history that's that's second to none in that in that that's also the home of of the best event in kids baseball which is the little league world series so it not only has bowman field which is where the crosscutters play they also have all the fields related to the Little League World Series. And for a couple weeks every summer, which will happen at the end of July, I believe, that place is taken over internationally by all these kids that are coming from all over the world. I've never gone, but I Series. love watching it. it. It's definitely worth it. I mean, uh, I have friends who, who live here who drive up just for the day to go to it. It's that it's that much fun. You, s- you see the kids sitting on the berm and In the outfield, down. yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the kids playing, it's the whole experience. I mean, I always worried that it's a lot of pressure on those kids, but the whole experience, as long as they keep it light, is a great experience for all of them. Bowman Field is where the crosscutters play. is an old historic stadium. It's an old kind of woody wood stadium, and it's it's just got a great feel to it. The last time I was actually there, or the first time I was actually there, it was the end of the season, and a young guy nobody ever heard of, Cesar Hernandez, was just getting their Player of the Year award. And the smile that gets on your face when you remember minor league players that you saw that are now in the majors is is fun for me. You you have like a passion for this. I, I I think it just just you know it's like watching your kids grow up. I mean these aren't my kids, but it, but the, you follow them, and I I got into this because my son follows them, but. I started to follow these guys, and you just you never know uh, who's going to make it to the major leagues. You know, everybody thinks that the first pick in the draft is going to be the guy that makes it to the major leagues, and you can go through the whole thing. I mean, uh, you can go through Mike Piazza as you know one of the last players picked in the draft. It, you just don't know because you, you're drafting guys, and you're or you're getting you're signing guys from 16 to 18 years old. Their bodies aren't fully grown. Their minds aren't fully grown. You don't know how they're going to handle a curveball or how their arm's going to adjust to something. It's There's so much development, which is what we see when we go to these different parks and these different levels. So, so we're going to get now the opportunity to go see where are the kids that just got drafted just weeks ago. So we're hopefully going to be talking to Alec Baum, who was the Phillies' number one pick this year. And we're going to talk to Matt Veerling who was taken from Notre Dame, and he was, I believe, the fourth or fifth round pick this year. We're going to talk to a pitcher who could become the first Russian citizen to make it to the major leagues. I mean, it's, to me, that's a, it, the story of how he got here and, is and that's, fascinating. And that's what we like with this show is yes. their professional path and their, their life story. And, the, and, I mean, and, and we're going to talk to the guy 
Who crushed, was part of the team that crushed your dreams? That crushed my dreams. Yeah. Pat Porter's. Are you going <laughs> to tell him we, that we, your co-host basically cries on the air every time the topic what, comes what up? What I would like to do is I'm if, not you crying, still have you're some of, if you still have some of the tissues from when you cried as a kid, I would bring them up and say- I don't say, know why you take <laughs> so much pleasure in the fact that my hopes and well, dreams he, were crushed he by He did Phil it to Carter. a whole city. I mean, it wasn't just you. But I know. I just might, it, it could be worse. Joe Carter could be their manager. <laughs> I don't know how I'd handle that yeah it's always interesting when you have players come back that have that you feel like have done you wrong <laughs> now you have to root for them after they do that let's talk a little bit before we play our interview about what's going on at some of the levels let's do um triple a and then we'll get to double a reading before we play the interview and finish up with the other team so tell me what's going on at lehigh valley right well now. three of their guys just made the triple a all-star team one is eniel de los santos who's the guy that they got for freddie Gal- galvis that's worked um, out well for them so far, look, again, you don't know what's going to happen when they get to the major leagues, and I will help you recall your 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 love for Scott Kingery when he came up and said, oh, hold on. I always enjoy when you remind it, me of yeah. my bad takes. No, no, it's not a bad take. It, it's, <laughs> it's just it takes time. If there's I could so bring you back much. to that time, you were wrong. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, well, there's lots of times I was wrong, so I just don't put them on the air. Um <laughs> But he has had an incredible first half. He has the top ERA in all of AAA. He's got a 1.73 ERA. He's 7-3 and three in 14 games with 85 strikeouts in 83 innings. He's fifth in AAA in, in strikeouts, and his whip is fourth. He's a 1.07. On top of that, they got another pitcher who is a pitcher who they got out of Oregon, who is Cole Irvin, or has, as he calls himself on uh, Twitter, Swervin Irvin. He's 8-3. and three. Two five four ERA, and he's so he's sixth in AAA in ERA. He's got a one point oh three WHIP, which is better than Eniel De Los Santos, and he has ninety five innings pitched and eighty one strikeouts. So you have two of the top pitchers in all of AAA baseball that are this close to the major leagues. In case look, you don't want anybody to get injured on the Philly staff, but if they are. You have them, and you still have Ben Lively so down there. Let me ask you a question. You are the manager of the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Are these trading chips, or are these assets that you want at your on your big team? Okay, so th- this is where the smile you saw before turns to a frown. Because you hate getting rid of players you like. But it, if it, you're going to look at it from a... I mean, you, you enjoy breaking down these arms yeah. in terms of Philly's needs and opportunities that might be there. Mm-hmm. Which of these arms is one? I mean, it could be all of them, but just which is one that you think will end up with the big team? And which is one do you think would be desirable by another team if they were looking to make a move? I think both of them would be desirable by another team. You might even be able to get something for Ben Lively. I'm not talking a lot, but you might get something for him. But do you him. think that the Phillies want to move a player like that? No. No, you, you I mean, that's obviously yeah. the point of the farm team is to build your team up, to either have assets to move to get players you want on the big team or to get them well, up to what, the big what, team what, as well. But what do they say about pitching? You can never have enough arms. So you, ha- you have five pitchers right now, two that don't get past the fifth inning very much in Pavetta and Velasquez. Your boy. E- Eflin has been incredible. Lights out. It's all me. Um, Nola has been, he just got his 10th win yesterday. and has He again, was filthy. Did, did you see that split finger fastball? When, when he is on. Oh, my God. When, when he is on, you can tell from the first inning. Oh. And, and it's just, he is, there were guys like when Cole Hamels would pitch. You'd want to go to the game. I want to watch when, when Nola's Halliday on. When Halliday pitched, and, and I, I truly mean this, 
right now, Nola's as good as those guys were when they were here. You, you said this to me, that Nola may pitch on the 4th of July, which means that you may go to the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if, if they don't sell out 4th of July, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. Can we on talk about city. that for one second? Yeah. What's it going to take for people to come see this team? Because um, we had a lot of Yankees fans here um, where it was full, uh, and then all of a sudden Washington comes last night. you got a team that's now two games out of first place. Young players, I get it, no Exciting stars. Play. Well, no, see, that's not true. I, I, I don't, mean, when I Hoskins say star, is a star. I, when I say star, I don't yeah. mean star player. I mean star reputation-wise. Yes. he's. I mean, Hoskins is playing out of his mind right now mm-hmm. since coming back off the DL. But he's not that huge personality that necessarily— By the way, you think it's the Magneto helmet? Look, I wouldn't change anything at that <laughs> he, point. He should never stop wearing that. Uh, actually, I'd like to see if the Phillies would give you a Magneto helmet <laughs> like that, and you could wear it during the show. I could or wear maybe it. we have Brett wear it. Why don't I wear it to, to court? <laughs> we sh- Brett will wear that because Brett puts on outfits. Get Hop on here, Brett. You you would Love do that. Outfits. You, you, you would put on the Reese Hoskins helmet that has the flaps on both sides, right? The Magneto helmet. You might not be able to fit the mic in between the, the area there to talk, which, and, which would be an improvement. But yeah, because who wants me to talk anyway? <laughs> no, nobody really. And exactly. by the way, and by the way, since we're talking uh, uniform stuff, are those powder blues? I awesome? love the powder blues. I was texting with a friend about Best it last night. Best throwback jersey in baseball. I, and I was texting with a friend about it last night. I still, I have my powder blue hat and I have my maroon hat, and I just enjoyed that color scheme. Yeah, immensely. the one, the one thing. Now Hoskins, he actually went all out. With the he, blue shoes. He had the blue, blue shoes. Cleats. Jorge's got to get himself the right helmet, though. It just sticks out like a thorn. It looks like he's wearing a giant apple on top of his uniform. Any other news coming out of Lehigh Valley right now? Roman Quinn's still on the DL? Yes. Um, anybody else? Nishak's not up yet. What level is it? Nishak, Nishak was at Reading the other day. He was at Reading the he other day. He pitched fine. Uh, I gave up a run, but he would. He look, that they're working on things. They're not working on runs when they're rehabbing, so... So let's talk about Reading for a second before we play our interview. Mm-hmm. What, give me an update on what's Oh, actually, going you know what? We did forget something. So so Ranger Suarez, who was at AA when we visited a few weeks ago, is now. Ha- is, has just been promoted to AAA. And he's an arm you like. You've followed yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's, he's a good young arm, and he is going to AAA, and he has his first start tonight. So you'll be so. watching on the MILB app? I might be. <laughs> I might. I think it's funny now for as much as you made fun of me, we both sit and watch the interleague, the minor league baseball well, app. Well, the one thing is, is there are days where it, you, we get the Allentown station, and, and the Allentown station does show the Iron Pigs games at times. And if, if I'm rolling around and actually they're on, I will stop and watch that. Don't ever talk to me about Summer League again. <laughs> Tell me what's going on in Reading. So in Reading, we have um, Jan Hernandez, who was the guy that we visited. Who we're going to have an interview with shortly that mm-hmm. we'll play. By the way, mind you, we taped it a few weeks ago when there was airplanes buzzing over. <laughs> so you will hear the sound of the engine in there the were, interview. They were military, bom- World War II bombers. So yes. it wasn't like they were just little crop dusters flying. No, over. they were big yeah. planes. But but in Reading, they're com- becoming hot. They got a couple guys that are hitting now. They brought up a couple guys from Clearwater. And there's a guy at Zach Green who was the Eastern League Player of the Week this past week. He was 10 for 24. And he had three doubles, three triples, five homers, 13 RBIs, eight runs, four walks. It's and a, a good w- week. Uh-uh. And a 1.767 OPS. It's a good week. He had at least one hit in each of his seven games. He's tied for the league league with 15 home runs. 
Derek uh, Hall's still playing well, too. Yep, he's still bombing the ball, and they brought up Austin Listy from Clearwater, and he also did very, he has been doing very well. So they, if you go to Reading, there's still some arms there because you got JoJo there, and you got some of the other ones, but they got some hitters there. there. So when you go there with the, with the getting hot, that ball's going to fly out of the park. What Charlie Emanuel call it, hitting weather. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why don't we play our interview with John? Um, why don't, you know, we talked with him, and, and our listeners will hear in a second, about more than just baseball. He's yeah. from Puerto Rico. He played winter ball in Puerto Rico. He went back there after the hurricane. And so it wasn't just about talking about baseball life. It was about life in general that we, we have with him. We thought it was an interesting conversation. So here's your opportunity to hear it. We are here at Reading with John Hernandez. How's everything going for you this year? Pretty good, pretty good. I mean, so far so good. Hitting well and, you know, helping my teammates win ball games. We're here a couple hours before the game. What's it like for you to look out on the field that you get to play on every day and realize that this is your life? Awesome, man. I mean, this is my passion. This is my job, you know. I mean, I like to be here and I like to play baseball, you know, have fun every single day. You were drafted in the third round in 2013 out of Puerto Rico. In fact, uh, before the interview, Jeff was just saying he saw you right out of after you were drafted. Go he ahead. Was, he, you were just a young pup playing third base, and uh, you had J.P. Crawford next to you. Yeah. The, the difference, just looking at you then and looking at you now, it looks like obviously you've grown, you've grown into your body. What's, what's it like to go from that time when you're 18 years old to now when when you've kind of adjusted to your body and learned that you have to do things different than you did when you were in high school? Uh, I think it's more, I mean, first of all, I'm mature. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty old right now, you know, I have to know. And then that type of a year, I mean, I'm 18 years old, so, I mean, like, once you're there and play baseball, I say, you know, I now have to hustle every single time. I have to know the rules. I have to know, you know, signs or stuff to to lead my game to to a big uh, to a building so and that's it i mean for that time i was like you know a type of guy you know high school player you know go there have fun you know smile every time just now i mean like that this is uh, this is my job right now so i mean that's it i see this to help my teammates every single night every single day and that's it What's it been like? You um, you've moved through the system. What's it like to play at the different levels? You're now here at Double A. You know, you obviously learn something different at every level. Mm-hmm. What's the jump to Double A been like as opposed to the previous leagues that you've been playing ball in? I mean, this is a this is a this is a journey. This is a learning process. You know, I mean, uh, I played twice in Williamsport, in, um, in April, and then played Lakewood 2015 and 16. I played. Um, in Lakewood too, and 16, I'm play, in 17, I play in high A, and now I'm in double A. But I mean, I feel like this is more, you know, uh, I face with a lot of pitchers, and I face um, a better players, and uh, uh, good stuff here, you know. I mean, face up like big league pitchers um, for rehab and stuff, and I feel like this is this is a good, I mean, time to to prove yourself, you know, and. Uh, and battle every single night with those those guys. Now you seem to have adjusted from you started at the infield, and now you're playing the outfield. What was the adjustment like, or if there was much one for you, to, to go from the infield to the outfield? It was it, it, it was good for me. I mean, this it's, it's kind of pressure in third base. You have to know, you know, it's 
you know, reacting all stuff. But now in right field, it's, it's you know, the most relaxing. You have to focus, you know, you just catch fly balls and that's it, you know. And, uh, and that's it. I mean, I like more play outfield right now. Now, something also seems to have clicked in your hitting because so far this year, this seems to be your best season. And you're at the highest level that you've been at. So, mm -hmm. what is it that clicked clicked this year for you? I think um, I'm I'm not think about any mechanical stuff and stuff. I just play the game, you know, and have fun every single night, and help my teammates win ball games. That's it. And and, and those parts and and I practice mechanical stuff. I'm playing with, with Ricks in the cage, and that's it. But now when when I go to the the games and and, and you know play games, I just you know, have fun there, I help my teammates, and that's it. What's it like you played winter ball along the way, too, to play all year round? Really not take a break from what you're doing, try and hone your craft? Well, it helped me a lot. I mean, especially uh, last, the last winter ball, um, I played 18, 18, well, 18 games in, in outfield, and it helped me a lot because that was the, the time that I moved from third base to outfield, so it helped me a lot. I mean, it's kind of like good because you face uh, better, better players, better pitchers too, in the play major league. So uh, it's a learning process too there. So who, who's the best pitcher you've ever faced? Um, well, um, it's a lot of good pitchers there too. But for me, Jonathan Sanchez, they don't know hitter in with the, with the Giants mm -hmm. um, back in the days. Yeah, he 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 a better player, so he he throw good. Now, now, now you hail from Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and you played in the Puerto Rican Winter League, right? Mm -hmm. So, last year you played, in the, this past season you played in the yes. Puerto Rican League. What was it like to go back down there mm -hmm. after the hurricanes? Oh, it was tough, especially it was tough. I mean, usually we play 40 games in winter ball, and uh, last last season we played just 18 balls, 18 games. So, um, we don't have, we didn't have power, we didn't have water. All stuff, but you know we had to grind out every single day, and you know, and practice your stuff, and you know, and that's it. Have you have you started to do anything to try to help the people in Puerto Rico? Of course, yeah. Um, I bought uh, like a hundred pack of waters for my for my neighborhood stuff, and I help my family. I help every single person you know close to me. Uh, it was it was a tough moment for 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 Puerto Rico. So um, and we still with uh, people with no power there. So that's tough. But you know, it's, it's natural for us. You know, it's it's kind of stuff. And is there is there anything that that our listeners can do, or that you would suggest they do to help the people of Puerto Rico, considering what they've gone through with Hurricane Maria? Um, I think help up help us a lot. I mean, you know, send out like water and all that stuff because we still with. I mean, we have people with no water and uh, we no power still. But yeah, just water and you know the basic stuff for you know for for during life. You know, when when you were down there, you said that, that there was no electricity. Mm -hmm. so, so where did you where did where did the players stay for the games? Well, usually we play in my house. I mean, I stay in my house. I bought two generators. Um, uh, the the American players that we, we play, they play there too, and they stay in the hotels. So they usually they have a generators, you know, and they stay good. But us, um, that we stay there. I mean, you have to 
bought like generators for electricity mm-hmm. and uh, uh, make it online for water and for gas too. So that was a tough moment. What's the impact when you see something like that? You know, you, you've been making your way up in a professional career here and you go back home and you see some of that devastation and now you're you're back here mm-hmm. trying to chase your dream but at the same time you you know about the struggles of people back home still how do you balance that and and does it make you appreciate what you have here a little bit more seeing the struggles of other people right now i have to appreciate the life i have to appreciate the life i i, I my family you have to you have to to know the family I think the most important thing here in those in those situations is know your family. You have to to stay with your family every single every single night, every single night. Um, help the the people around you. And when I when I came here, I mean, just you know, this is my dream, this is my job. But you know, my family is there, so it's it's a, it's a tough moment. But you know, I I I had to keep you know keep moving and uh, you know keep playing and, and then you know when I when I get back help my help, help again my families and other stuff so a uh, little while ago we had two of your newest teammates here you're, you're now you're now one of, the, one of the veterans you're you you've been here at least for a couple months these guys come up mm-hmm. do you have any uh, rituals for these guys when they when the new guys come up no 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 <laughs> yeah not yet but I mean I just I just trying to when they, when they get here you know uh, getting comfortable, you know, and uh, you know, I just tell him like, hey, play, play, play the game. That's it. Just have yeah. fun, you know. This is this is a new level. This is the new features, you know, new stuff. Just have fun. That's it. Who who are the locker room DJs? Oh, uh, definitely Grion. Okay. Grion, yeah. This, this is the that's the that's the clown of the of our clubhouse. I mean, he's he's a good teammate. He's a good person. He's a, he's a humble guy too, but definitely he can be on. Yeah. All right. So when you make it to the majors, what number do you want? Um, definitely the three. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the three. And yeah. why three? Because that's my my day of my 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 birthday, yeah. January three. Um, that's my that's the February uh, number of my mom too. So definitely the three. All right. What's your walk-up music gonna be? Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but definitely something like Latin music. Uh huh. Probably, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna look forward to you and follow you. Definitely. Thank we, you. We wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for giving us a few minutes today to talk. And uh, please keep us updated if there's anything we can do to to help out raise awareness with what's going back on back at home for you. Thank you, Jeff. That was. Uh it was a fun interview to talk to him, but it was also an eye-opening interview in terms of the perspective that he has on life after that hurricane back at home. You learn so much from these guys, uh, and I mean that. I mean, we learned from him something, the same kind of thing that we learned from Nick Rickles, which was the defense actually hurts or helps offense depending on where you're playing. So Jan Hernandez is an example. As I mentioned to him, I saw him play as a scrawny little kid out of high school he's not a scrawny little kid no anymore. he's not and, and he, when he came up he was actually you know w- right after the draft he was playing third when jp crawford first came to the phillies and was playing shortstop and they were both skinny little guys and um he's now moved from third base to the outfield and his offense has picked up 
dramatically. And he said that, it, you know, it, it takes a lot of pressure off not to be playing the infield because your mind is constantly at work as opposed to in the outfield where you can relax a little bit. Um, you, you don't get to take the day off, but it gives you a chance to concentrate on your hitting, and that's going to be his hallmark if he makes it to the major leagues. But the other thing, the more important thing, was the fact that this guy who he's from Puerto Rico originally, and he went back and played in this winter league where, and I don't know if he, if he talked about it in the interview, he talked about it with us beforehand, it was supposed to be like 40 games and they only ended up playing 14. And it was because they had no power and no water. I mean, he's saying that he's living at home with a generator. Right. And then trying to go play baseball by day while he's rebuilding his home and, and making sure his family's okay. I mean, it just, it, it puts it in a different perspective. We talk at athletes and, you know, there's the perception of them, but they're, they're people, you know. <laughs> And they've got family, and, and and they do, and they do good things. I mean, this is a guy who went, you know, he went back, you know, he he's now in a position he doesn't have to go back there. He could have stayed in, in the United States up here, as opposed to down there during the winter time. And instead, after Hurricane Maria, when there's no electricity and no water, he goes down there and brings water to people that he doesn't know and people that he does know, and he's playing in a stadium with no electricity and no water. And it kind of gives the people that are there a break from their normal stress that they're dealing with. And and I don't know about you, but a- after talking to him, it just made me want to do more. I mean, people don't – we have so many things that go on in our daily lives, and Puerto Rico is still going through this struggle after all this time, and, and they're not back to normal yet. And it, it's something we sh- all should be cognizant of, and if we can help, we should help. And we did ask Redding and, and John to kind of keep us updated on any efforts that they have, and we'll put that out on the show if there's anything. But it, it was to hear him talk about um, you know, playing baseball by day and going home to generator at night, just <laughs> it kind of it, it was eye-opening to me yeah. uh, about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a few, few weeks ago we, we had uh, – you know, Derek Hall, who hadn't slept on a mattress in five months and slept on an air mattress. It's just the, the stories of struggle of some of these players. You, you don't. Yeah, I don't know. But they're not. It's not. And I'm not right. trying to compare the two. Yeah. But but the stories of, of what these players, you know, the challenges they personally face on their own journeys to try and get to the big leagues is always interesting to me because we started this show originally about the lessons that people learn from sports and and here are players that are still learning those lessons and are shaped by the life experiences they bring there and it's just it's interesting to hear it from that angle from them do you get the impression after i mean after the 20 some interviews that we've done so far is that i don't know if the phillies go out of their way to find character guys or or if they're just lucky enough to that the talented guys also happen to have character. i was gonna ask you the same thing actually they they definitely find what seem to be good people along yeah. with good players. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is the angry Twitter crowd that you like to fight with on our Ad High Hopes Phil's account would say <laughs> it's not about them being good people, it's about them being good players. You could do both. You can, but yeah. but what do you say? I mean, it looks at this point like they have some of those good players they have a lot of them. in the system, mm-hmm. but what do you say to somebody who says, I don't, you know, glad they're good people, I want them to be better players. They're not stars. Being a if 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 they are a good player and a good person, they're not going to become a better player by being a worse person. There, there's no correlation between that. I enjoy your arguments on Twitter, by the way, <laughs> with the at High Hope Phil's Twitter account. If you would like to talk about it with Jeff, he would love to engage you there. Um, he has a good time for a while. 
Yeah, I, I just I, I just think people should realize though. I mean, twi- Twitter, just like any other social media setting, is, is something you should try to have a discussion that's intelligent. You should try it. There's no reason to attack people, name calling. I don't any really have stuff. any intelligent discussions. So, <laughs> I mean, so so from now on, we'll make sure that we handle the Twitter. Yeah, about, about two and a half minutes left here. Uh, let's go through Lakewood and Clearwater and give me stock up, stock down. Well, Lake Lakewood has started the second half the way they ended the first half. On fire. They're, they're they're on fire. I mean, it still shocks me that they have 17 shutouts this year. But well, one of their their ace clauses, I like to call them, Ramon Rosso. Who was five and one, one point three three ERA, which was the third best behind his teammates. Um, he had sixty seven innings pitched, eighty one strikeouts. So the the Phillies said, you know what, time for you to move up. And so, and, that, and that's so he's at Reading now. No, he's, or he's, clear he's at Clearwater now. from yeah. Lakewood. So so that's this is the time of year, the end of June, the beginning of July, right after the team's All Star games, the the minor league All Star games, is when you start to see this progression. So there will be some people that that we will have met that you will never see play baseball again. They will just call it quits by now. There's some guys that are just going to stay there and need more time or need a whole season at a certain level. And there are some guys that they're, they're now going to push. They're going to, they're going to give them more of a challenge because at each level, there's a distinct challenge. Uh, some are hitters leagues, some are, some are pitchers leagues. And so that's what we're going to start seeing. But the other thing that I'm impressed by is that in Lakewood, Lakewood has a catcher and Rodolfo Duran. So every time they say there's no more catchers down there, in addition to Nick Rickles and the other guys they have in their system, they have a guy who has 10 home runs at Lakewood. And let me tell you, hitting a home run at Lakewood is not easy, and he is leading the team in home runs, and, and he looks pretty pretty impressive. Any stock up, stock down before we uh, – last words? Well, I, th- I think we just went through the guy that I was going to give stock up to, which was uh, Rodolfo Duran. I think he's the guy that you need to watch. Can right I now. ask you for my weekly Mickey Moniak update? <laughs> He's batting 250. Uh, he was out for a little bit. He's hit. He's hitting well. He's not hitting for power yet, but he is still 19, 20, 20 years old. So give him time. Well, I, I am excited <laughs> for you to head out to Williamsport this weekend. Uh, hopefully you do get to talk to the Phillies' number one draft pick. We've got some good questions lined up for that. Any last thoughts before we leave our listeners for a hot holiday weekend? It is the 4th of July. It's going to be really hot. Make sure you hydrate and have a lot of fun. Everybody be safe out there. And watch some baseball. Thank you for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.